0: hello and welcome to the midweek podcast this is pastor cooper and glad you're joining us Um, the heart behind this podcast is to have another episode styling um, that's a little bit more directed towards expanding on our Sunday messages, because we might not have enough time to maybe speak on every part we wanted to. So either myself or Pastor Mark, or whoever's maybe speaking that Sunday, might have an opportunity to speak a little bit more. But also, I think it's a good space to also, um, just to comment on our cultural moments and to submit those things under the authority of God's scripture. And to just dialogue um, on what's happening and to just have that frame of reference within God's Word um, because God's Word is King and so it's happening in the midweek and it's another tool just to encourage um, the church body um, in our discipleship as we know Jesus and live for him daily and so hopefully you are encouraged by listening to this maybe challenged or maybe uh, encouraged you to ask more questions we are always up for that as well so Um, Here is what is coming up this week for the midweek episode. All right. Well, welcome back to the midweek, or maybe to our first-time listeners. Welcome. It's Pastor Mark and Pastor Cooper here. In this podcast, like you just heard in the intro, is just designed to talk a little bit more about our messages on Sunday, some other cultural moments, just to unpack some more things, have some fun dialogue. We have guests that will come in every once in a while and talk about things. Um, But I thought, Mark, we should just open (laughs) up a little bit Yesterday was Super Bowl Sunday. Yep. Um, or as Craig <laughs> Triplett said, as he came in for worship practice, he's like, "Merry Super Bowl." <laughs> yes, that's right. It's yep. <laughs> become Happy kind of Super like Bowl. a like a it is almost a holiday. A, almost. almost. Yeah.
1: I think more people watch it than anything
0: else. It is. I think so. I think it's, it's the crazy. highest yeah. highest viewer. Well, I I read an interesting fact. Actually, we did it for. I just it was interested in 2010 was the first time that the ratings surpassed the MASH season ending or series oh, ending. Oh, really? So that was at one time the highest viewership yeah. mm-hmm. was the series MASH ending. Yeah. Uh, so in 2010, the Super Bowl surpassed that. I think mm-hmm. every year it's kind of been... Just builded. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, there might have been some down years and stuff mm-hmm. with that, but... sure. That's kind of it. The game itself kind of yeah. blew out.
1: Yep, kind of blew We I learned mean, something, though. There was a lesson to learn there. What's that? Don't mess with the goat.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> Just don't mess yeah. with him, man. Or Gronk. <laughs> or Gronk, yeah. Oh, gosh. Man, man. But I think I always loved the, 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 the commercials, but also the food. What oh, was yeah. what was the good so part? And good. this is kind of a harkening back to our podcast in the November December time, talking about your right. deep fried, fried turkey. turkey man. This is kind of like our pseudo cooking review yes. <laughs> <society. laughs> <laughs> yeah. podcast. This is our outlet. Yeah, this is our outlet to. So, like, what was some of the best Super Bowl snacks you had? This, oh, we yesterday? had tons. Of, we had tons of stuff. So we had. Uh, You're like a nacho guy. I always feel like
1: I I am kind of a nacho guy. So we did do queso. Nice. So we had you know chips and queso. Mm-hmm. So nice little Velveeta and. Ground beef and salsa mix so had some of that so that was great and uh, kate made these water chestnut wrapped bake wrapped in bacon things Mm -hmm. with this super cool like sauce on them Mm -hmm. uh and so all you have to say is wrapped in bacon and then you eat it right so whatever you don't even care what's in the middle it's just wrapped in bacon yeah um and then uh you know some sweets so some caramel brownies and different things like that and then i barbecued some marinated some chicken and some teriyaki sauce and um that's really good um and did that overnight and then barbecued that and had some cool little um shish kebab things and shish kebabs yeah so (laughs) uh yeah there was plenty of food and lots left over so
0: nice nice i made some what i'm now coining um tater tot grease bombs Ooh, tater tot grease bombs they were really good. good A lot greasier than I thought. <laughs> Basically, I, I made a whole pan of tater tots. Uh-huh. and I put tater tots in little muffin tins, and I yeah. smashed them. Uh-huh. So I made like a cup of tater tots. Right. In the tater tot, I put a mixture of ground beef. So half ground beef, half chopped up bacon, all mixed together. Oh, my gosh. So it's 50-50. 50% bacon, 50% <laughs> ground beef. <laughs> this is awesome. Put some uh, barbecue sauce seasonings with it. So it's kind of like a, almost like a meatloaf mixture, you know? Right. And then put some of that meat mixture in the little muffin tin cup of tater tot crust. Oh, my gosh. Put it in the oven, cooked it, you know. And as I pulled it out and checked it, I was like, oh, these are pretty greasy. I was like, ah, it'll, it'll be fine. It'll it'll cook out. Put them back in. Put them, I'm like, these are really greasy. <laughs> and Whitney was like, um... They smell really good. And I was like, "They're going to be fantastic."
1: <laughs> yes, they are. So we
0: pull them out, and they kind of—they kind You're of. Cooking I mean, I'm,
1: something in bacon grease. Yeah, this is yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah, and then we ended up, you know, like with paper towels, kind of at least getting some of the like drying them out or sure, whatever, and yeah. all that stuff. And uh, they actually turned out pretty good. I bet. I learned different ways. Maybe yeah. in the future, if I do this again, maybe. Yeah. Uh, to do it differently and stuff, mm-hmm. but then top it with cheese, and that melts on top of oh, it. Oh man. It was it was pretty good stuff. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. But yeah. They were, they you were got of those greasy. left over. <laughs> I actually have two. That I'm having for lunch today. So <laughs> not anymore. Not <laughs> yeah, if I beat you to the fridge. They are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It was. It was good. And all that good stuff. Except for. My stomach is a little. <laughs> a little. A little, uh, little grumbly. I wonder this why. Morning. Yeah. I, I have no idea what yeah. what happened. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Oh, we also had a vegetable platter. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. yeah, you gotta have, yes. you gotta we have your veggie We also had a vegetable yeah. platter. We had vegetables. We had potato yeah. chips. Yeah. Isn't that a vegetable? <laughs> <That's> a vegetable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and crackers and cheese. We and, crackers and we had, we and had, had guacamole. Yeah, yeah, that's, guacamole, that's a vegetable. Yeah, yeah. we had yeah. tomatoes <laughs> and salsa.
0: Yeah, they, 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 except see, that's a fruit,
1: right? I, who knows these something, days. I think I heard tomatoes are fruit not yeah. cuz it's
0: seed bearing or something. I don't know. The seeds on the inside. Yeah, seeds and all on that the stuff. Whatever, But then yeah. like a strawberry right. is also a fruit. But the seeds are on the outside. Uh, I don't know. I basically have come to the understanding that people just will do whatever they want. Right. <laughs> and yes. say like every 5 years they change things. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, um actually uh the food pyramid is not a pyramid anymore, but it kind of is, but it's not. Yeah. And it's
1: just who knows? Right. Who knows? Yeah, we were laughing about that with Ryan and Allie because uh, uh, many of you know that we had our first grandson. And um, so we were talking to them about how, how are you you know, having little Jackson sleep on his back, mm-hmm. his stomach, whatever. Because it seems like that changes every five years mm-hmm. too. Like what's the newest way that yeah. your baby has to you sleep? You have to hang him upside down, right. Right. In, him a upside down. in a back cave. Yeah, in a, in a little baby cave. Hammock that you buy for two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, and but it's funny when Kate and I were parents, you had to buy this little device, like this little funny pillow thing, that kept them laying sideways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now it's just yeah, just swaddle them and put them on their back. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we've been doing for about ten thousand years.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it is. It is funny how they're all like like those trends Mm -hmm. and things. Oh yeah, and all of the. All the baby how-to books all, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. I remember there was a friend, like, yeah. <laughs> when we had our first kid, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. And we had a million people telling us what to do. And we were right. like, we're just going to do what we're going to do. Right. And so we did some things with our kid. And I remember one of my friends was like, you did that? <laughs> just, like, looked at me with, like, disdain. And yeah. I was like, I... I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah. Like you it, fed
1: them tater tot,
0: bacon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hamburger, grease yeah, Of course. <laughs> of course I did. They can't take solid food oh, in, but gosh. I'm going to give it to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember it's just funny. Like there's always that, like, just like, wait, what? And it's yeah. like, I, I don't like, uh. right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, this book says you can do this. This book says you can't do this. This book says you can't do this. We just and, did and it's what also was like, in the middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we just, I don't know. Like, Baby Jesus was born in a manger? Yeah. He did pretty
1: good. He did okay.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I think I think he turned out all right. He turned out all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Mary and Joseph lost him for 5 days, that's whatever right. it was. Like I, think okay. like I think we're doing okay. I <laughs> think <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, we're doing okay. Like, you know, we're doing all right. We're
1: pretty good parents. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which by the way, Yeah. How did that happen?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I've thought the same thing yeah. like Uh, I guess life was obviously different then.
0: Oh, it was, yeah. And
1: you just said, oh, yeah, Jesus is hanging out with the cousin somewhere. So we're fine with that for five
0: days. Hey, everyone. This is an awkward transition. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) We actually recorded the world's best podcast. Yes. And then in the replay, it just stopped recording, like, at a certain point. Basically right where I stopped the transition, it yeah who knows the warning popped up hidden behind stuff that said overload on system, <laughs> so yeah so we kept on just talking and stuff so yeah. we're gonna transition into our original talk <laughs> right yeah um so take it, that, two yeah so we had our we already had a chance to just converse on what we we're talking about which is prayer and so we're just gonna get right into it mm-hmm. about prayer and so I'll just do a quick reminder um, our twenty four hour prayer challenge. It's not like a church wide thing. It's more of a like challenge for you as a personal person. Um, personal person. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, hey, month of February, there's 28 days. Try to pray for 24 hours in that month. Right. You know, about an hour a day or so. Um, and just do it. So we're not mm-hmm. doing a big campaign for the church. We're just giving it kind of in your, in your court. Like you, you go for it. Um, so just want to remind, do a little shout out to that, um, to, to do that. And then I also want to just go kind of over our little acronym about prayer that I did, um, on the, my message a couple of weeks ago. So P R A Y, the P stands for, uh, praising. So praise God. The R is repent. A is ask and Y is yield. And so this acronym, uh, acronym it's just really helpful to just um, have a model to be praying um, and not kind of come and just be like, how do I pray? What do I do? What do I say? Just go through that little acronym. Yeah, praise, little structure. Repent, repent, ask, yield. And they're all super important in that praise thing. I mean, it's just simply just acknowledging God and just mm-hmm. how good He is. Repentance, huge. I mean, we're supposed to come before the Lord and say, hey, there's some things that are just not aligning to what you have, um, God. So I just need to repent of that. That's Asking. Yep, exactly. Confessing of my sin. Asking is where you can just petition the Lord a lot of things. And you can start in small, kind of the more personal petitions, maybe then to your family, your friends, your coworkers, neighbors, community, city, nation, world. Like You can just build out, build out, build out. And then that why is yield, which that could happen even before, really. But at the end, it's just nice to just be with Jesus. Right. And that's where it really changes prayer into not a one-sided, like genie in the Bottle conversation, but really like this two-sided, like, all right, now God wants to speak into you. God wants to say some things, and maybe God wants to give some direction of things you just prayed about. Right. He might remind you of some key scriptures, like, hey, go to this scripture, you know, to get some direction about what's happening. And so, um, yeah, so that that's the acronym that um, we, we talked about. It's not an end-all, be-all. Like this is the only way to pray, but it's really helpful mm-hmm. um, when it when it comes yeah. to that. And then um, we did a little study on Matthew six in that sermon about prayer, and Jesus really shows that our prayer life should be regular, private, and genuine. Yeah, um, not saying that we're not going to have corporate times of prayer, but. In our own private life, we got to just be people of prayer on a regular yeah. routine and, and make it genuine, mm-hmm. um, heartfelt, not just like this thing for a show and stuff. So you want to add any kind of thoughts to those things? Yeah, I think uh,
1: I just want to add a little bit to the why there on mm-hmm. the yield part is that's my opportunity to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so A is asking and mm-hmm. I'm talking to the Lord, but this is a two way relationship. God yep. talks to me and I talk to him. Yep. And uh, so why that yielding part, I just use as an opportunity. I'm going to listen. And mm-hmm. that's hard as Americans. We're not good at listening. we are not good at being quiet. But try it, you know, just, (laughs) I mean, we've got it. It's so true. God talks in still small voice and Mm -hmm. he's not going to compete with the other things. Mm -hmm. And so it really does take some practice of meditation and some practice of being Mm -hmm. quiet. But I think I want to encourage you to do that and your prayer time will get better as Mm -hmm. you hear the voice of the Lord say, hey, here's what I have for you today. Or even big life moments. I want you to switch your job or I want you to move to Africa Mm -hmm. as a missionary. I want you to whatever you you Mm want. I want you to give more. I want you to serve here. I want you to whatever. It gives you that opportunity to listen. But then, yeah, I think that that's really good. That regular private genuine is good too. Mm -hmm. And um, that private... Part two is good. You know, we have mm-hmm. times where we're doing corporate prayer and we're praying together, mm-hmm. but that private time is really just you and the Lord and mm-hmm. needs to be special
0: where you just get to download. Yeah. What, what, what has God told you about the 49ers in your time of yielding? <laughs> uh, I have a different philosophy about sports <laughs> prayers,
1: and it's this, God doesn't care. Uh, it, it, when you think about it, it's, it's actually kind of weird. Like it's it, We're probably going to get into... <laughs> this is a weird part about prayer. Like we talk about like the big melting pot about prayer, uh-huh. like, okay, the Niners are playing the Seahawks and I'm praying for the Niners to win. And there's a whole bunch of people praying for the Seahawks to win. Which prayer is the answer?
0: He doesn't care. Right. There's people who need he Jesus doesn't care.
1: <laughs> That's exactly right. He does not care about that prayer. Sports mean nothing in the scheme of eternity for somebody's soul. And so um, my prayers about the 49ers, I think, fall on deaf ears.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I think it would be good, talking about prayer, to just maybe share a little bit of how that looks like in our own lives. Yeah. We're both pastors, Mm -hmm. and sometimes there's this assumption that we're just praying all the time, and we're perfect people, but... We're humans. <laughs> yes. And yeah. we have lives and yep. it's busy. And you have kids yes, that are yes. little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are relentless, man. In a in a good way. Yes. But also like Definitely they're relentless. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just think it'd be good to maybe just share a little bit of like how do we incorporate a life of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, because the reality is is ministry is busy. I mean, yeah. we are with people yeah. and we're all broken. Mm-hmm. You and I, we we are broken. We we need Jesus twenty four seven. Right. Um, so we're dealing with people and things happen and schedules get all flip-flopped and all of a sudden you're like, man, like like, where'd the day go and stuff, you know? And yeah. And life's
1: super busy for mm -hmm. everyone right now with COVID too. I just think about some of you that are moms and you're not just a mom and working somewhere. Now Mm -hmm. you've just got teacher loaded on you. Yeah. So you got to get your kids ready for school before, Mm -hmm. you know, what are they going to do online before you leave for work? I mean, I think all of us, our schedules the amount of time that we're mm-hmm. trying to, the amount of things we're trying to put yeah. in our time now is difficult. And yeah. you're going to talk a little bit about your rhythm of life mm-hmm. and I'll talk a little bit about my rhythm of life. And, mm-hmm. um, so why don't I just jump in with yeah, mine? Go for it. Yeah. So, um, I'm older now. So, right. My kids are your out of the grandpa. home. I'm a grandpa. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Grab my cane, Cooper. While I talk <laughs> about this. Um, you mean so your hearing aids? my hearing <laughs> aids and my walker <laughs> and, uh, who, who stole my teeth? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I'm a grandpa now and uh, those things are great but it means for me that my kids are out of the home so there is a little bit less distraction in my life so that means I can set the alarm for six wake up at six I'm not a coffee guy so I just kind of get right to it let the dog out get to my spot I'm going to read the word I'm going to journal some I'm going to pray and I'm going to listen, and I've got my time with the Lord. And that rhythm is working good for me. And I, I want to encourage that. you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Work on your rhythm. We yeah. all need a good rhythm of life. I heard this in a great leadership talk a couple months ago that what all of us really need is to set our pace in life. Mm-hmm. We need to find that pace that works for our day and our week and our month and our year that rhythm of life that we get, just get into and you're hitting that sweet spot. Mm -hmm. But each of us need to find that for our life. And then um, we need to let God into every part of that. Actually, we need to let God lead that. Sorry, not Mm -hmm. just let him in like he's one added thing, but he actually is running the rhythm. He's, he's the one guiding the rhythm. He's the one making the pace for us because he knows so much better than us. Mm -hmm. And, and as a result of, living the pace and the rhythm that God has for us, we get to see the things that we should be doing, the things we shouldn't be doing and how to leave everything else Mm -hmm. out and what's good in our life and how to make a better pace for us. But you you're in a completely different pace. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got little kids in the home. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, what are you doing with little kids that, uh, you know, and I don't mean this in a bad way, Mm -hmm. but when they get up, you know, they Mm -hmm. need your attention and, and, and kind of everything does kind of need to stop because you're, Mm -hmm. you're taking care
0: of them. So talk about your rhythm. Yeah. I think the one word that explains it's just unpredictable, right? I yeah. mean, it's unpredictable mm-hmm. to, to an extent. Yeah. I mean, we, we can plan and kind of get things somewhat organized to make it as easy as possible, but it's unpredictable. There's moments yeah. where I'm waking up earlier this morning, but then all of a sudden our youngest decides to wake up before that. And you're like, okay, now we're on, right. You know, yeah. cause they, they need our attention, they need this right. and stuff. And, um, and so what I have been trying to have kind of like an on off schedule or like one morning, I'm on one morning, she's on, um, when it comes to like being with the kids and so the other person can have a time to just do what they need to do. So be with mm-hmm. Jesus, do some prayer time, Bible time, or do a workout or just to have some time, yeah, you know, in the morning. That's a um, great idea. Yeah. And it's been working fairly well. Um, and so in those times where I have an opportunity to kind of just do what I need to do, um, I'll usually try to go for, It's going to sound hilarious, a run. <laughs> Yes. You run? Yeah. Actually, this, so this morning I, I, went, I went for a run. It's about a mile yeah. and a half, um, which is like my max. <laughs> and I'm telling you, those those bacon bomb things that I had, they, I was feeling it this morning. Yeah, I bet. But it's it's more of a wog, a, a walk, log. jog, run thing, yeah, you know? Right. So, um, But in that time, I'm praying, got worship music on, and there's lots of times where I'm crying like some, yeah. you know, I'm just like, Oh, yeah. like I'll be feeling something or just the Lord will speak to me in a certain way. You what know, what do you think
1: your neighbors think
0: when they see you doing that? He's in pain. <laughs> <laughs> he needs oxygen. That guy should <laughs> not be jogging. Yeah. What is he doing right now? And it's really just around the block. Yeah. <laughs> And it's early. It's, it's down back. Down, yeah. No. <laughs> um, but then um, what I've also found too, that's just been, I think a really good rhythm is, so in Genie, Driving to places, everything's 10 minutes right, away, yeah. whatever it is. We live on the far side of town, side with, of town. By, over by Salnave, you know. Right. Um, and so a lot of the stuff's kind way of way over oh, there. Oh, it's so far. <laughs> we have to take the, the business loop, you know, <laughs> that just gets us on the expressway um, into downtown Genie. <laughs> so, um, but even like, like those five, 10 minute drives just to different places, I've just gotten the habit of turning off my radio or my podcast and just praying. Yeah. I'll drive mm-hmm. by a house of a person I know or a business that, like, we we know their owner or just the people that work there and just pray for them, you yeah. know, and just kind of just say, hey, like, praying for so-and-so and just be right. with them this day. Or, like, we, we know a lot of what's going on in people's lives. Yeah. And so I'll drive by a person's house, like man, like right now they're going through this. Yeah. I just pray for them, you know, and just trying to be more intentional in those moments of yeah, my I, day. Yeah, I drive
1: by the school, so I pray for mm-hmm. the school every day.
0: Totally, yep, yep. And so I think just finding that rhythm has been huge. And then at night, um, <clears throat> our kids are usually in bed, you know, hopefully by seven thirty. That's always the goal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't always happen. Again, there it's not predictable. Yeah, but it's you know it's somewhere there. And then. I've been doing my master, so I'm doing a lot of homework at night. But then I'm also trying to make sure that I'm having a moment. If I didn't get my Bible reading done, to do that there before mm-hmm. I go into my homework time, and to just have some personal time with, yeah. with Jesus, not just time. My my homework is Jesus related, so I can easily be like, oh, I'm doing my devotions there. But it's you not Utah exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and I I'm also nighttime. So time.
1: prepping for my message <clears> is not me time.
0: Not necessarily, <laughs> that's no. Right. No. No, it's not. Um, and so at night I'm also more of a night owl. So that's just even time where yep. I'm more I feel like in tune or mm-hmm. whatever the word would be active. It's and your stuff. best
1: it's your best time.
0: Sure. There's, there's some nights where if the kids did not sleep the, the night before, right and then the day hits, you're like Pfft. Yeah. I'm toast because these kids are up from two to four in the morning, or whatever it is, right, you know. Yeah. And there's, it's just it's unpredictable, right? So mm-hmm. you got to at least put your best foot forward in a natural rhythm, and then it just adjusts with it, um, with things. And so that's been kind of working for for Whitney and I. Um, it's not perfect, yeah. um, but it's something that that's our current reality. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there are times when I I just think about like, yeah, Paul was on to something with that whole like, if you're single, just remain single and <laughs> go into ministry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm not saying that in, in a bad yeah. way, but just like I love my life and the structure of it, but yeah. there is this reality of like, yeah, when you're single and yeah, you can just you can just do you can, just do you, you can just be yeah. you know and stuff. Yeah. Um, but also, it's just and that a doesn't joy. mean we don't love our wife and kids. Immensely. I know. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. I love them so yes. much, yeah. and it is a joy because I mean, they're my, my my two boys are like they're my people. I'm discipling. Yeah, you know, like. Right. And it's those little everyday moments that I get to speak truth into their life and just see some really cool responses. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's mind blowing and you've had kids that have grown up, but like it's amazing how a three year old can see some concepts of God. Right. You're like, whoa, like that's mind blowing. And it just reminds me like. That's 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 my people, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm so blessed to be able to minister to them, and they minister to me, and and my wife is definitely that's a how person, faith comes yeah, out. yeah. And Whitney and I, we love to just dialogue um, yeah. on on stuff about faith and spirituality. That's even when we were dating, that's what like we would just talk about that. That's carried over in our marriage life. Of we'll stay up late just talking about these huge concepts and just what what does the word say about this, and it's fun, you know. Sometimes yeah. it gets in like these weird debates and stuff, but it's like good because we're just We're just dialoguing on it, you know. So, so there is huge benefits of and then there's all other kinds of rhythms
1: of life too. Like I'm Mm -hmm. hearing about people that are doing the 77 Day Mm -hmm. Bible Challenge with Mm -hmm. their older kids after dinner. They're reading the Word, Mm -hmm. they're journaling, they're praying together, and then they're
0: just doing some discipleship. Mm -hmm. So, uh, just find your good rhythm and fit prayer in. Yep, totally, totally. So, um, I want to kind of go into a hard question. About prayer, and this is something that I did not address when it came to my sermon yeah. about prayer because there just wasn't the time. But I think it's a question that gets asked a lot, and a question that I think we we have, you know, and that is, what do we do if our prayers are not answered? And we 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 addressed this about a year and a half ago in a series that we did mm. called What Why How, some of the hard questions um, right. that we have as as Christians and just as humans in general, when when it comes to just life. Um, but w- what do we do if we if our prayers are not answered? Um, and h- how do we wrestle with that? How do we process that? And you have a note in here, Mark, that says God's part and our part. Right. Um, our part is to keep praying. Um, God's part is to answer. So right. maybe just unpack this a little bit for us. Um, and then we'll just dialogue a little bit more on you know some of the maybe bunny trails that happen yeah, with this question and stuff. Lots and of bunny trails. So yeah,
1: yeah. Well, let me let me begin by saying prayer is such an immense subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's huge, and why God doesn't answer our prayer, there are a lot of reasons why that all get kind of lumped into this huge pot about mm-hmm. why God does or doesn't answer prayer. So we obviously won't cover all that in this podcast, but, um, I want to say it's not as simple as, uh, God just doesn't like me Mm -hmm. or God doesn't want to do what I want him to do. Or, you know, God, uh, doesn't see the pain in other people that I see. Mm -hmm. And so he just doesn't care. It's not that simple, but the God, the God part and our part is comes just from uh, a biblical point of view. As I read through scripture Mm -hmm. and I notice those sections. Are you
0: using hermeneutics right now? I
1: am using hermeneutics right now. Biblical theology? If you're listening to the midweek, you remember our stuff about (laughs) hermeneutics, right? So we're living our life based on God's word. And throughout God's word, when I see those sections about prayer, Mm -hmm. almost every single time, our part is to just present our hearts to God, Mm -hmm. right? Our part is to keep praying, to continue Mm -hmm. being in God's presence, no matter what's going on. I mean, I think of Daniel in the lion's den. The first thing he does when he hears that he's going to get thrown in a lion's den and die is go and pray. Go mm-hmm. talk to God, right? I mean, these moments of of big things that we see over and over again, the persistent widow that Jesus talked about, just continue to talk to God. That's your part. Your part is to continue to pray, to always pray, to pray when you're in trouble, pray when you're having joy. Keep praying all the time, right? Romans 12 talks about it. First Thessalonians five talks about it over and over again. We see these verses about Mm -hmm. our part is to just keep praying all the time. God's part is to answer. Okay. Now I know this is going to sound a little like, gosh, what a lame Christian answer, but it's true. Our part is to keep praying. God's part is to answer. Now Mm -hmm. that means That as a follower of God and in relationship with God, I have to submit to him. Mm -hmm. I have to submit everything to him. I have to trust that he knows what's better for my life than I know what's better for my life. I have to trust that he knows what's better for the entire world than what I think Mm -hmm. is good for the world. And that doesn't mean that God looks at bad things and says, you know, what's best here is for that bad thing to just keep happening. Mm-hmm. That's the part where what's happening in prayer is so much bigger. For instance, um, how, how does God deal with? And this is—I'm just going to talk out loud here for a second because I wonder this a lot. Mm-hmm. How does God deal with prayer and our free will? Mm-hmm. This is this to me is really really challenging. Like there are these two unbelievably difficult things that God has to deal with. When it comes to answering prayer, because God can't violate our free will and he won't, he will not violate our free will because it's what makes us human. The reason everything else in all of creation does not have free will. Only we do. So everything else in creation is running either based on the laws of physics and science and everything that we see it running on or instinct in the animal kingdom, Mm -hmm. right? Only those of us that are created in the image of God have free will. So how does God give us free will to do whatever we want, good or bad, now that we've chosen sin, we know what, what's right mm-hmm. and what's wrong, yeah. and we choose what's wrong a lot. How does God say, I'm not going to violate you, your ability to choose what's wrong and answer the prayer that you want me to answer that's Right. That is so challenging to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't really know how God does that. And that's why I have to just resign it to him. I just have to give it to him and say, God's got this. Because I cannot figure that out. I can't mm-hmm. not figure out how I can continue to... And, and I think of us as a globe or as a nation. Let's talk about that as a nation. As a nation, the, the you know as, as Americans, what have we said about God? Well, we've said, we don't want you around. We don't want you here. We don't want to talk about you in schools. We don't want to talk about you in college. We want to take your laws off of our walls in our government offices. So we don't want your 10 commandments Mm -hmm. up there. Socially, as a culture, we've said, we don't want you around. In fact, we don't even think you created the world. Mm -hmm. We've made up our own way about how life came to be. We don't even want to talk about you. We don't want to hear about you. You know, if you could just um, not talk about God, that would be awesome. We don't want to have anything to do with God. But then something big happens, and we immediately want God to take over. We immediately want God to answer it. We immediately want God to do what's right. And we immediately want God mm-hmm. to make it right, mm-hmm. to be just, and to, to care for us in this moment of trouble. Yet we don't want him in any other time. I'll give you an example. Uh, I think it was Billy Graham's granddaughter was asked mm-hmm. by a reporter shortly after 9-11, you know, how come God didn't intervene for us here? Mm-hmm. How come God didn't protect us? And that was her answer. Her answer was, "You mean the God that we've kicked out, right. the God that we've told you can't be in our schools? You, <laughs> you're not allowed to talk to our kids. You can't be mm-hmm. in our in our higher education institutions. We don't even think you created anything anymore. We've made up our own idea about how we got here. You mean that God? Is that the God you wanted to answer our prayer?" And the interviewer said, "You know, like, okay, touche. Yeah, mm-hmm. you. We can't. Yeah, we can't have our cake and eat it too. We can't kick you out and then say." Give us everything we want. Mm-hmm. God's not a sugar daddy. Right. He's in relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And he's not a genie in a bottle that we rub the lamp and he comes out and says, what are mm-hmm. the three wishes you want? Oh, okay. Well, I want clean water for everyone. I want no, you know, no mm-hmm. slavery and no sex slavery. And I want, um, you know, it doesn't work that way. Everyone has free will. Um, and that's, that's challenging. Oh, that so challenges our, me a lot. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't stop me from <clears throat> praying right right because i also know god is good mm-hmm. i also know god is compassionate mm-hmm. and i look at the life of jesus and i see when he was here because he had that moment of time mm-hmm. he he just loved people to death mm-hmm. and he just and he kept talking to his dad too which i think is interesting uh, one of the models we see in scripture for sure is Jesus is always breaking away and talking to his dad, mm-hmm. yet he's here and he's seen all the inconsistencies that we're seeing mm-hmm. and he's seen all the problems and all the ways that people in their free will are choosing to do things awful to one another. Yeah. And he's seen all that and he's breaking away and talking to his dad. It doesn't stop him from talking to his heavenly father. Mm-hmm. It actually causes them to talk to him
0: more. Yeah. And so I yeah. think that that's, that's our part and I'm yeah. gonna we just got to keep doing it. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's the most important thing is like it says in that Romans twelve twelve verse and First Thessalonians 5, 12, 12 in Romans says, Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble. Like we're we're gonna it's just it's just assumed. Yep. We're gonna have You're trouble. We're gonna have trouble. We're gonna have hardships. Mm-hmm. And it says and keep on praying. Like just don't stop praying. And in and mul- multiple of of Paul's letters, you know, pray without ceasing and mm-hmm. you know, oh pray about everything. Like he's just that's a theme that he carries throughout his yeah. wisdom and instructions, right? In 1 Thessalonians 5, um 16 through 18, always be joyful, never stop praying, mm-hmm. be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Right. That's it right there. I mean, that's that's the home run. Where mm-hmm. Paul just basically sums it in, mm-hmm. like here here's God's will for you. Like be joyful in in God. Yeah. Don't stop praying. Yeah. Like, don't get all like, uh right. you know, like, well, God didn't hear me this one time, so yeah. just whatever. Right. Like, uh.
1: I mean, we have a good example from yesterday. Like, the Chiefs, mm-hmm. you know, did they stop? They couldn't make a first down. <laughs> they were struggling, <laughs> man. I mean, the Bucs just had their number, but yeah. they still kept coming out. Sure. When it's yeah. my turn to get the ball, what am I doing? I'm going to try to get a first down. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to score. We're yeah. going to, you know, we're going to get out there. We're going to keep trying until mm-hmm. the clock stops. Yep. Right. The clock stops, we know we're done. That's kind of life, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep trusting God. I'm going to keep believing in Him. I'm going to keep praying all mm-hmm. the time until my clock stops. Yep. And then I'm in heaven and I don't need to pray anymore. Yeah. I'm just with Him. But until the clock stops, I'm just going to keep praying. I'm going to keep trying, and it's going to be hard. It's going to mm-hmm. be difficult. Not a, life's not going to be perfect, mm-hmm. and uh, there's going to be great times and there's going to be bad times. But I'm my responsibility just be faithful get in the game of life and mm-hmm. just keep
0: praying yeah yeah that's so good so good um and i think one of the things that that i think that you bring up is such a good reminder um as humans but people in ministry like as a pastor cuz sometimes it'd be like you have it all figured out right mark like you're, you're you're a pastor like you should know all this stuff but you're saying i'm still wrestling oh, yeah. with how this All concepts are huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that's a good reminder is God is a infinite subject. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't want to serve a God that I could figure out.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) If I had them all figured Mm -hmm. out, I'd have to go, huh, Mm -hmm. maybe he's not a very big God. Right. Right. Yeah. I better make a better choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if my mind can figure this one out, he's not very big. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: But I think like what, like you're saying, the Bible throughout the holistic view, it is our job is to keep praying right? as as a first response as well. It's not like this, like I think you said, either this one or the other podcast (laughs) that got deleted. It's not the like, you know, break the firebox emergency, like, oh, we got to pray now and, and do it and all this stuff. No, it should be a habit that we are in communication relationship with our heavenly Father. Right. So it's just it's just what we do and who mm-hmm. we are. You know, because it's a natural part of our relationship, yeah. conversation, mm-hmm. and then we're okay with the results because right. we know that God is God's ways are higher than our ways. Yeah. You know, and so we're okay with the results. And you, and you said this in the other little recording. Our conversation is in in any relationship if it's all about only what I want to get out of it. That's not a healthy relationship. No. If it's only, I want this, I want this, I want this, that doesn't translate well into our friendships or our spouses or whatever. If it's yeah. just all about me, you know? We have to allow the Lord to be God. Yes. For God to be God in, in all this. And like, like you said, our job is to keep praying. Right. And Jesus says that time and time again. Paul says that. In the Old Testament, that was the examples of yep. all the you know great prophets and stuff, mm-hmm. was to keep praying yeah. and to pray be no faithful. matter what. Yep, yep. And God will, will do what needs to be will happen, right. and we need to be okay with those results, mm-hmm. which sometimes is not the answer we want. No. <laughs> and even in this conversation, it's like, I don't want that answer, Mark. Right. I want, give me give me the answer right. I want. Yeah. Tell me why this is not happening. Yeah. You give know? me the
1: three-step approach to having all my prayers answered. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work that way.
0: Yeah. I think one thing that the Bible is clear, and that is it's a bunny trail, but... There's always a faith aspect, right? Right. Into yep. this, when, when when it comes that's to that's another part that gets lumped mm-hmm. in there. Yep, yep. Is is we we do have to be people of faith right. to to come to the Lord, and we've talked about this a lot in our mm-hmm. current culture when it comes to like healings, right? Um, in in the biblical times, medical advancements were not very far. Zero. There was some things, right? Yeah. But they they need to believe. So and so is going to get healed, yeah. you know, of their. It was all they had. Exactly, there was nothing else. Yeah, Either
1: Jesus is going to heal this person, mm-hmm. or they're going to be this way the yep. rest of their life. There, it, there is yeah. no alternative medicine mm-hmm. to help this person with
0: their problem. Right, right, and even just the outcomes of the lifestyle—if they right. are lame or crippled. They're ostracized. Yes. They're not welcomed anymore. And yeah. the society might think there's something sinful about them. Right. Or yeah, they're or was their are You know, like yes. so they were pretty much, you know, put out of society. Mm-hmm. So they're like, they're like, I need to be healed. Right. You know, like and I'm believing. I'm desperate. Yeah.
1: And here's a guy that I can see that can heal me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I think in our current culture, with our society, we have mm-hmm. a lot of, and this is all good things. It's not it bad things. Good, yeah, we have a lot of medical advancement. Yep. Um, that we have seen a lot of good things come out of. Right, but also our our society is really structured to care for those who are sick, or who are disabled in yeah. in so many good ways, right? Mm-hmm. So that they are not ostracized. Right, but it's interesting that could maybe limit our faith. Absolutely, in just how totally. we see and how we are praying for you know even yeah. like a a a. a a, a, headache. a Yeah, whatever it might be, you know, and, and I, I'm, I, mean, I see it in my own life. Yeah. It's like going you, you to, to some Jesus is first? not, yes, yeah.
1: exactly. Going to Jesus isn't my first thing. Mm-hmm. Have you gone to the doctor for that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, wait a second, geez, shouldn't mm-hmm. I go to Jesus for that first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's just a bite, but it's a byproduct of our culture. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's also a byproduct of wealth.
0: Mm-hmm. We're sure. a
1: wealthy country. Mm-hmm. So you go somewhere else. Yeah, you, you go to the middle of India mm-hmm. where you don't have all this. and There's no hospital for a, a thousand yeah. <laughs> miles. It's a t- it's a different world.
0: Yeah, it's interesting when we talk to missionaries mm-hmm. who go all over the world and they're like lots more miracles. Yeah, lots we see more lots of healings, yep. and you're yep. like, huh? There must there must be a correlation mm-hmm. here of things. Yeah, um, but I think there's a lot of truth to that faith aspect yeah. and just how our culture is set up that that we've lost, yes. that we've lost some of that, um, dependency on right. God being healer and believing yeah. that he's healer, you know? And, um, and obviously there's a whole slew of things you can go down. Cause yeah. there's, there's a lot more rabbit trails. And I think there's, and just the, the bad byproduct of human nature is people can't abuse that aspect, right. that, that faith aspect and kind of use it in a negative way yeah. and kind of almost say, Hey, you don't have enough faith or, you need to have faith and show it by giving this amount of money to right. my ministry, and then you'll yeah. be healed. And there's oh, gosh, this that one exploitation me. of this faith aspect, and that in turn has also been exploited in our culture. And right. in a completely non—it's just—it's not good. Right. It is so not and biblical. turns people off to God. Totally, totally. Um, that's the other thing. That's just uh, uh, when you start talking about faith and healing, people th- think automatically. Oh, is that? this whole, you know, televangelist type of thing yeah. and stuff. And it's like, no, like there is a faith. We need to have faith that we're going to be yeah. healed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very clear in scripture yeah. that plays a part in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just a reminder, I think, in our culture that. Um, yeah, Jesus had that phrase very often. Your faith has
1: healed you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, yep. And people coming to him. And then others where, you know, he he left that town and didn't do very many healings mm-hmm. because they didn't believe yeah. in him.
0: yeah. Yeah, it's huge. And it is even reminded me back to um in the old testament. Uh, I was just reading it through a little class thing, but in Numbers, where the people snakes are sent <laughs> and yeah. they start like dying. And then Moses puts a big rod with a snake on it. Right. And it's kind of like a typology of Christ, but it's like when they look at the snake, they're healed right. and they're saved. And Jesus says, I'm like that snake, you know, and I think in Matthew or Mark five or no I think, yeah, no, thirteen, no three, John, John three, that's what it is, because right before he talks about he John three sixteen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, John three thirteen, I think is what actually yeah. says it in, um, where he's like, hey, it's about looking to me for faith, right, yeah, and that's what brings healing, not mm-hmm. only. Externally, but internally more important, like with the lame person coming through the the lame person, yeah. <laughs> the one who's um, who can't walk, yeah. coming through the roof, and right. Jesus says, "I forgive your sins." And that's what he's worried about, right? Right. Yeah. That, that, that's what he's truly there for. That's the greatest healing. Yep. The greatest healing is healing for my sin. Mm-hmm. But then just to show that the the Pharisees that they're idiots, he's like, "All right, get up and walk." Yeah. You know, I'm 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 the I'm God. Right. Like. I'm able to heal yep.
1: sin, and I'm also able to heal the physical body. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, but I think so. Even kind of got on a little bunny trail, which is good. But um, our job is to keep praying right. and to have the faith within our prayers yeah. um, to believe for God for the miraculous. You know, yes. but then to still be okay with the results. Yeah. But even if we don't have the results we want, we keep praying. Right. We, we keep saying, you know what, I'm going to petition the Lord, mm-hmm. like the persistent widow. I'm going to continue to come and yeah. come and come and and not stop praying because that's what the Bible tells us to do yes in that. So, yeah. Well, it's still recording. Great. <laughs> so, we, we didn't lose this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's good. Um, so I think what we're going to do is end this conversation. And then the next couple of weeks, we're going to continue on talking about some fasting, um, a little bit more deeper evangelism as well. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we'll have a special guest um, kind of talking about our series Mm -hmm. um, that we started this last Sunday about anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, And so our special guest is a mental health counselor from our church. And, um, yeah, so hopefully we can kind of get schedules worked out for that to happen. Yeah, that'd be great. Have some good conversation there. So, yeah, with that, I think think we're good to go. All right. Have a great week, everybody. See you later. See you later. Bye.